Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is Jesus on the cross. This is Jesus when he has taken on all our sin. This is Jesus where the first time ever, ever, the Father has turned his back on him. And he doesn't have the Father with him. And Jesus, in this statement, makes a remarkable promise. It says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? This is Jesus on the cross. He said, oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am not silent. If you look in the margin, the Young's, it says, there is no silence in me. There is no silence in me. This is Jesus on the cross. And now look what he says. But thou art holy, O thou, that inhabits the praises of Israel. Did you know that was a promise? O thou art holy, that inhabitest the praises of Israel. That is a promise. And who gave that promise? David, Jesus, speaking through David, gave that promise in this psalm. You want God to show up? He tells you exactly how to get God to show up. Thou inhabitest the praises of Israel. And Jesus gives us this promise on the cross. On the cross. Why? Turn with me to Psalm 16. We're going to see him using it. Verse 7. He says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. That word glory means his heart, his soul. His heart and his soul is rejoicing. Thy, and why? Look what happens. My heart, my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou will not leave my soul in hell. That is Jesus speaking. Thou will not leave my soul in hell. How am I going to get out? I am praising, rejoicing rejoicing before the Father. Thou will not leave my soul in hell. Thine Holy One will not see corruption. Thou will show me. That'll show me the path of life. That'll show me how to get out of here. You're going to show me how to get out of here. How? By praising the Father. By praising. Why? Jesus said it. Because the Father inhabits praises. That is a promise. That is not just five words in Psalms. That is a promise. He inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits praises. Go with me to 2 Chronicles 5. Verse 13. You got a Bible like me? It's page 604. It says, it came even to pass. This is Solomon's temple. He has just finished the temple. 
He has gotten everything done. This is the first day they're getting, they're dedicating the temple of God. And it says it came to pass, came to pass. Now they had everybody there. Everybody was wearing the right clothes. They had all the right sacrifices. But look what happens. It says it came to even to pass, even to pass as, as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voices with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, for he is good for his mercy endureth forever, that then, then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. God showed up. Bottom line, God showed up. When? When they started praising. Why? Jesus said it. He inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits our praises. You need God to show up? Praise him. Let's go back to Psalm 22. Let's take a look at verse 26. It says, The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Notice, they shall praise the Lord that seek him. If you're seeking God, what do you do? You praise him. Why? Jesus promised. God inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits our praises. Let's go to another one. Second Chronicles 20. We know this story. I'm going to begin in 13. This is when Moab and Mount Seir and the Amorites came to destroy Jerusalem. Destroy them. Overwhelming army. Three armies. They're going to destroy them. Annihilate them. It said, well, let's begin in verse 1. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others besides the Amorites came against Jehoshaphat, the king, to battle. And when there came up that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on the side Syria. And behold, they are in Azerzon, Tamar, and which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. And he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. Now let's skip down to verse 13. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones. They had the babies out there and their wives and their children. Why? Because they don't want annihilated. And then upon Jehoshaphat, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mathaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, hearken you all Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow you shall go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. And you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand you still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not nor be dismayed, Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And notice what Jehoshaphat does. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. 
And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kathites, Kothites, and the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Thank you, Jesus. We can get loud. And 20. And they rose early in the morning. And they went forth under the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat, the king, stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. You want to prosper? And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers, singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Now look at 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, when they began to sing and praise, when did it start? When they began to sing and praise. The, uh, it says the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which had come up against Judah, and they were smitten. And we find out they were all smitten. They killed each other. But when did it start? When they began to praise and sing to the Lord. When they began. Why? Jesus said it. It's a promise. Praises. God inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits our praises. Another one. Let's go to Acts 16. This is a promise. Do you need God to show up? This is how he shows up. 22, Acts 16. And the multitude rose up against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them in the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. They're in big trouble. They're in the worst part of the jail. It says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Why? God inhabits praises. God inhabits praises. You need God to show up, start praising him. God, it's a promise. God inhabits praises. And it says, and suddenly, after they started praising, suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awaked out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword to kill himself. Supposing the prisoners had fled, Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, we are all here. How did God show up? Paul and Silas were praising God. We all know the story. If you've been here very long, those of you who have never heard it, Dole shares how he had a house in McKinney and he was living in Missouri. And he had, to, he, told, he had to get rid of that house. He had to sell it. So he took the verses in Psalms that say that you enter into God's gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. That he sat on the floor and he, or laid on the floor and he started thanking God. He said, what, 30 minutes, started thanking God. Thank God, thank God, 30 minutes. And then after 30 minutes, he said, okay, I think I'm in your courts. And then he started praising God. He said, now I'm in your gates, now I'm going to your courts. And he started praising God. 
praising God, praising God for 30 minutes. He said, well, now I've praised you. I'm in your presence. Look, I got a house and it needs sold. I'm doing the short version here. I got a house and I'm a businessman and you don't have an empty house. You don't keep a vacant house. It needs sold. He goes to sleep 3 o'clock in the morning. Everybody knows. Next morning, 9 o'clock, his realtor says, hey, Doyle, I just sold your house. No, you didn't. God did. Why? Because God inhabits praises. I got my own house story. Some of you have heard it. I was, uh, I found out that there was a child I knew, very dear to me, that was going to be evicted. And I heard through the kind of the grapevine that he was being evicted the next day. Love this kid. Love this kid. Loved all my students. And I knew his parents were a mess. Oh, they were a mess. A big mess. And that's why they were being evicted. And I didn't know what to do. But I got on, I hit the, I hit legacy. And I started praying. I started praying. And you know what I started doing? I started praising God. And you know how I started praising God? I started singing to him. Yes, nobody was around. Thank God, does, God you don't have to have a nice voice to sing to God. I started singing. I started praising in the attitude of praise. I started praising God with the song. What, what is it? Um, uh, uh, oh, I even wrote it down. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. I started praising God, singing on the street as loud as I could. Thank God people, you know, windows are rolled up, air conditioning. They can't hear me. I'm singing. I'm walking down the street. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, my Father. Thou, uh, what is it? Um, there is no shadow of turning in thee. Thy, was it, thy changes not, thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. That's the only thing I sang over and over and over. Why? Because Jesus promised God inhabits praises. And I was praising God. You are faithful. Your faithfulness is great. You are faithful. In this situation, you got to do something. You know what? God showed up. God showed up. I knew on the street when he showed up. And I knew I had the petition that I had for him. Why? Because God inhabits our praises. He inhabits our praises. I got a phone call the next day. Or no, I heard on the next day. I didn't get a phone call. I read it. The grandparents stepped in and rented a house for the children. For the children. The parents were a mess. And the grandparents said, this place is for the children. The children are going to live here. They said, you parents, if you behave, you can live there too. But if not, I'm going to kick you out. This place is for the children. They have a place. You know who did that? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know why? Praising him. Now, you say, well, how can I praise him? You can praise him for what Jesus did for you. You can praise him for what Jesus did for you. What did he do for you? He bore your sin. He bore your rejection. He bore your poverty. He bore your sickness. He bore your diseases. He bore it all for you. And, he, and when we worship God, when we praise him with that, when we remind him of that, when we boast that he did that for us, you know what happens? God shows up. He shows up. He inhabits our praises. 
That is a promise. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.